Hi, and welcome to the Switzerland Stories podcast. This is a podcast that is dedicated to joining and fostering a community of storytellers that highlights the importance of sharing our stories of motherhood, relationships, creativity, and wellness, all while sharing our perspective and lens through which we experience this world based on things like our culture, race, and spirituality. I'm Ivy Kukuzi. I am your host. I'm a mom to twin girls, a wife. I've been a healthcare provider and educator for about 15 years. I'm currently a student of social work and public health. I also love to craft. Having a creative outlet is extremely important to me. In every episode, I delve into some of my personal successes and failures, and as well as those of my family, friends, and guests, in a fun yet heartfelt way, hoping to empower, inspire hope, teach, and reduce each other's suffering through the wisdom and pearls that are embedded in these stories. Now come with me on this journey, and let's hear a story together. Hi there, listeners. Thank you for checking out the Sweet Sorella Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ivy, and I'm so excited to be starting on this creative journey with you. This is episode one. And it's going to be the About Me episode, just where I share a little bit about you know who I am, where I come from, some little snippets of stories about me, and where I hope to go on this creative journey. I wish I had a magic crystal ball, but I, I don't. And so for me, creativity is just, you know, sometimes going with that gut feeling of wanting to you know, really do something, share something, or be vulnerable, because it's not easy to be creative sometimes, and you do have to put yourself out there. And this journey, this type of platform, doing podcasting, is something that's been intriguing to me for a very long time now. And so I'm embracing it all, The being such a novice, and literally putting the building blocks together and learning Right now I'm recording in my closet and not just because I've heard and during my research that recording in a closet is really good for sound, but also out of necessity because I live in a small two-bedroom apartment and this is literally the only space that I can get that quiet, dedicated sort of office vibe, I guess, if you'd say, away from my two twin toddler girls. So yeah, so let's dive right into it. What can you expect to get from listening to this episode? I really hope that you stay tuned through it. I think it will give you a little bit more of a lens into who I am and um, why I create. But also, I really think it's important. It was important for me to do this because you're going to also get some glimpse into future topics that we'll talk about. And yeah, and one of the ways I decided to do this about me wasn't just to go on and tell you my story from the beginning to the end, but what I did was I reached out to a few friends and people that I hold close and dear to me, some family members, and I asked them, you know, what would you want to hear from me in an About Me episode? You know, they know me, they know I'm starting on this creative journey, and, you know, I got a really cool variety of topics And so I went ahead and grouped those questions into the main areas that I plan to focus on this podcast, which is the self-growth stories, you know, 
obviously talking about my um, maternal journey and and the things that I've learned so far and hope to learn. Also, uh, relationships is going to be a pretty big category, and I'll delve more into that later. And then uh, lastly, uh, the last bucket is going to be creativity and wellness. And so without further ado, be sure to stay and listen to this entire episode where I think you'll get really fun glimpses and nuggets of, of what's to come in the future with Switzerland Stories podcast. All right, so let's get started. The first question that was asked to me was sort of like, what is my why and how is it tied to, you know, to being creative? And the way I interpreted that question is sort of, you know, really why, why Sweet Cirilla? What, what is it about? And a s- short story about Sweet Cirilla is actually the way I, I discovered that name came in little bits and pieces. Over 10 years ago, I, I got this actually very similar urge that I have right now, which was to have a creative outlet and I really wanted to create. And it started out with me really just loving to bake, make sweets. But then it got bigger than that. I actually realized I'm not the best baker, even though I, I got a lot of um, compliments about it, but I didn't really, I don't know that I truly, truly enjoyed baking. What I really liked was more the part of designing the things I would make and and how it was presented to people. I realized quickly that, oh, you know what? Yeah, I made these lemon bars, but the fun part was plating the lemon bars and making it pretty with flowers or things. Or, And then it went from there to, oh, how cool would it be to design a table? And that wasn't a unique trend. It, it was actually pretty trendy then. And I, I had, you know, gone online and I saw these cool pictures and I thought, oh, that's amazing. Like, that's exactly what I always like to do. I like to design things and make things look as sort of appealing and presentable as I can. And so in doing that, I decided to offer to friends at the time. I was in my 20s and a lot of friends were getting married and having little events. And I started offering my time for free <laughs> to say, hey, you know, if you'd like me to help you create desserts, it was almost like my my little gift to them to to say, you know, hey, I'd love to create desserts, a dessert landscape for you or dessert table. And so that was sort of my first sort of formal creative process that 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 I decided to sort of tie into a small business at the time. And before I go too far off on a, a tangent, I apologize. It's is that I wanted to just talk about how I even came to the name. And so in creating these landscapes for people, I wanted a name that just sort of shared a little bit more about me. And and Sorella in, in Italian actually means sister. And that's one theme that I think is sort of a, a, a constant in my life of who I am. And I am a sister. I'm a sister actually to, you know, five other siblings and I'm the oldest and I have friends that actually even feel like sisters to me. And and it's it's always something that I've loved is creating familiar connections, not just with my family, but with friends as well. They, you know, I, I truly feel that, yes, you are blessed with the family that you have, but I also feel you can choose your family through your friends or your network. And so 
I kind of loved that meaning in the word Sorella. And then also, I love nature. I love plants. And there's a beautiful plant called the Sorel plant, S-O-R-R-E-L. And it, it has these, this cute, beautiful flower. And it's actually, the reason I love this plant, it's, it's a simple garden herb plant, but it thrives in all kinds of areas in, in from West Africa, Jamaica, Asia, Europe. There's different versions of the Sorel plant. And you know, just stumbling about that meaning that it was it was the Sorella became this word that had two things that really mattered to me. So being a sister, forming sister-like relationships with friends, and then the tie to nature and this tenacious plant, the Sorel, that just for me, you know, one thing I love, and you see probably from some old pictures I've had on social media, I love to take pictures of flowers when I see them. Uh, and even my logo is kind of representative of that, you know, beautiful sort of flower with the leaves that ties the name back to the Sorel plant. So that's sort of the story around Sutsarella and the name and the inception of it. And yeah, going on with that creative journey and my story of Sutsarella, which I will delve more into in future episodes. So be sure to look out for that. But in summary, Switzerland took me on this journey where I obviously had no idea about how to run a business, but I knew that I just focused on what I love to do, which was to create things for my friends and make their events that much more special by creating a landscape. And I thought it'd be cool to turn it into sort of a side business, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. And I definitely, you know, I, I, I did that. And it, it took me to places I didn't even, you know, imagine going. I really enjoyed creating tables for weddings and, you know, baby showers. And I, I did a lot of those for friends. And through the design of, of these tables, I started focusing on creating smaller products for beauty, for favors. And that led me to create these little compacts that I tied and, and and would feature and sell on Etsy. And these were actually eventually picked up by Nordstrom for a cool collaboration that Etsy and Nordstrom had. And I'll, I'll share more about that story in a future episode. But this journey, if I had not been open to trying and just to see where it would take me, it, it would never have happened to me. And even though I you know, had to take hiatus of it from it because of things that, you know, happened in my life and just not being able to juggle it with a full-time job as a clinician. It was still important to me that I continue to have that creative outlet and I continue to craft things, whether it was hair things for my friends, the the compacts, like I said, the mirror compacts. And I, I think that was just most important to me than, you know, having a, a hobby business. Um, the other thing that I also just really loved about the creative process was just how excited my friends were and supportive immediately. And I re- I recall, you know, whenever I would have an event, a, a table that I needed to design uh, and, you know, it's was, it was always very last minute. It's like, oh, I need this table in two weeks. And I would put out a text or APB to friends and Never without fail, I always had a friend and, and all of those people, even though I may not be 
in touch with all of them anymore. Um, it meant so much to me that they would take time out of their busy day to come and help me do a setup, create, or or help me make things, especially when I had the collaboration with Nordstrom to sell some of my products. That was, you know, just me. I didn't know how to scale a business or anything like that. And I just you know, spent a lot of hours trying to produce that. So obviously didn't have all the tools that I could have had then, but and there's a lot of learning to be done from from just that experience um, that I hope to take forward. But it was, you know, my friends who were always there for me and my family members and they would help me put stickers on things and package things and come with me and sit with me through a, you know, four or five hour wedding um, to make sure that my table got set up and to break it up. And, you know, we would have fun at the events and talk and chat and and, and yeah, I think that's what one thing I love about creativity, just how one, it, it's really such a cool bonding experience. I think deep down, everyone loves to be creative. And if you have somebody who's sort of giving you that outlet to say, hey, come help me create this thing or paint this thing. It's, it's really rare that you don't get that support. You'd be surprised if you put yourself out there. So that's definitely, I think, where my why comes in is that I really wanted to sort of continue on this journey because for me it's not so much the what I create because that can change that evolves with time but it's continuing on this journey to share and bond and share this authentic part of myself to be vulnerable but then also to connect and um, hopefully you know bring that to a community and grow and join this community because I know it exists and and yeah, so I want to add sort of my, and contribute my part to this with whether it's my personal stories or being a vessel to share that of others who would trust me to tell their stories from the perspective of, you know, being a mom, a wife, a student, a sister, an aunt, a neighbor, all of it. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, let's go on to the next question. So well, the next question falls under the category of self-growth and that what was my biggest source of inspiration to do this, to dip into this adventure? And um, this is also a question that I hope to share more in future episodes, but I feel like my eyes opened when I became a mother. So the times that I, I try to use for my creative outlets are a couple hours before my babies wake up. So usually I'm an early riser ever since I had children. I suffered from quite a bit of insomnia when I was pregnant with uh, my twins and and I just could never sleep. I think I was always up at like two or three and that was actually when I would consume quite a bit of content on the internet, doing my research to prepare myself. And so uh, you know, part of also why I want to contribute to that community of sharing was that that extremely benefited me. I was always so grateful for the people that put it all out there and say, you know, what they like about certain, whether it's products or or they share more about processes that make your life easier, organizing, um, which has been so essential with living with uh, twins and a husband in a two-bedroom apartment. And so, so yeah, so my insomnia um, has not really gone away. I still wake up pretty early, so four or five, and that's like my time 
uh, those two hours, I definitely use it in as organized a way as I can. One of the ways I stay organized is through the a method called time blocking, which I will share more also in future episodes and you know, and dive in really specifically to how that works for me. But I label my time chunks to accomplish certain things. So there's my creative time, so like the podcast and um, and then any other outlets like journaling, my school work, catching up with school. And then I really don't like to use it to catch up with work, but sometimes I do because it's, you know, especially for, for really, really hot deadlines. But it's it's mainly my time to sort of focus on me and things that I feel grow me. So things that are creative, spiritual, um, it's a good time for me to journal, pray, meditate, um, and also work on my, my wellness and my fitness. So things like yoga and um, or even doing a, a fitness video or two. And so that's the, that's the time that I will be doing this recording. And then on weekends, I use break times. My husband and I will give each other an hour where we corral the, the twins on our own. And then we give ourselves an hour to do what we want. Um, and sometimes more if we can handle it. And then, of course, nap times is, a, is another good time just to have that alone time to do what you want. And yeah, so I took that break. Uh, you know, it was very tempting to re-record and re-record this about me, but I don't, you know, I'm not about perfection. This is truly a learning and self-growth journey for me as well. And I want to share that, you know, real part of me, which is that, you know, I am a mom and I am juggling that with trying to also grow this creative outlet. And so, so yeah, so we're just going to continue on uh, from where I stopped to sort of explaining how I chose um, the How Sweet Cinderella came about and the journey. And I um, just recapping, I, I you know, I, I talked about just how meaningful it was to me to get that support throughout this journey. And also just to tie that up um, was that, you know, when I started this podcast, it was tempting for me to also do a whole new name and, you know, say, oh, new me, you know, and and just sort of really bury my creative journey that was Sweet Sorella. But um, I decided not to, you know, I, when I look back, yes, there were periods of success, um, like I'll share more about, and there were periods of failure there where I felt like I didn't do things the way that, you know, maybe I should have, but when I look back, there's just so much beauty in that. And I didn't want to throw that away. I wanted it to continue it. Even though I started it and I got a little bit of success and I stopped it for a long time. And and now I'm pivoting to this new, you know, creative venture. I really want to just continue the story and see where it takes me and celebrate all of it the highs, the lows, the gaps, the pauses, because I think that's what creativity is. It's not always linear. It's, you know, it's ups and downs and pauses and scrapping it all and starting again. And I'm sure that if you are creative, you totally understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's, that's why I chose to sort of resurrect the brand and the name and, and see where it goes. So going on to uh, my next question that was asked of me, and um, 
It asks, what super ability would you want if you could have one? Oh, this one, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I'm a dreamer. And so I do like to dream stories. And I, if I had a superpower right now, um, I really think it would be, and I know it says one, but I'm going to cheat and say two. <laughs> it would be one, the ability to heal, you know, especially as a working professional in healthcare. And, um, you know, you, when you see people in pain and suffering, um, and whether it's strangers, your family members, I really wish I had the ability to heal. And then the second would be to, I guess, <laughs> be in two places at once. So I would love and not miss a thing, right? I would love to be able to be at home with my children, bonding, while also being, you know, in a in a hospital setting or wherever it is that I want to be traveling the world and really soaking that in. So if there was a super ability that I had, those those would be the two that I think I would I would pick. Then the other question is uh, what two events in your life have impacted you the most? All right, so I'm going to stick to two this time. The two events in my life that I think have impacted me the most are definitely the birth of my twin girls. That's definitely a big one. And then the second event would have to be just the loss of close friends, I think, have, that I feel, you know, I felt that they left us too soon. So if I had to pick two, definitely those two events, I would say, have impacted me the most and have really caused quite the spike of just growth and maturity and, you know, really, really wanting to also give back. I think those would be the two events that I would say have impacted me the most. Uh, and then the next question, and again, you know, so sorry, this, these are not necessarily in a nice order. This is a, a raw sort of first pass at doing this. And I, you know, I wanted to feel, you know, organic and not overly rehearsed. And also I don't, I didn't want to get stuck in that perfectionist mode that as creatives, we all can, um, especially when sharing our stories. And um, so, yeah, what can listeners expect on this podcast. So I talk a bit a little bit about this on the trailer and really what you can expect is that you are going to hear stories that will show you different perspectives and also help you see the lens through which they were told. And for me, my lens, so any personal stories you hear about me, you'll be hearing my lens as a woman of color, um, someone who is an immigrant. I grew up in in Africa, uh, Nigeria specifically. And, um, you know, you'll hear that lens and how, how I was how I was raised. You'll hear a little bit of those stories and then pivot to being a mother now. Um, so I, I plan to share some some of those. Um, definitely it's a lot of those those stories as well, because like I shared earlier, those stories are what and continue to help me be a better mom, hearing stories of other mothers and how they have um, overcome certain obstacles, challenges, or or their wins as well. And I really want to join that uh, and contribute and create meaningful 
content that I can give back. And a lot of them also will be health focused. I am a working professional in, in healthcare, and I definitely had my fair share of experiences with, you know, obviously, you know, patients, but also with family and friends. And so some of the experiences that I had as a mother, you know, bringing my babies into the world really opened my eyes to some of the issues and challenges that we have in our healthcare system. And so I think it's really important for me that, you know, I share that lens and that perspective with people and contribute in that way, because I do have this unique perspective where I I am a professional in my, you know, nine to five job uh, per se, but then I'm also a mom, a friend, and I've also been a patient (laughs) multiple times. And so I get that unique perspective that I want to be able to share with my listeners and, and to help just show, you know, some of the challenges that we have. And, and maybe in hearing those stories, I hope that I can, you know, prepare someone or at least educate them for something that they may go through, uh, or that they may share that wisdom with someone else. And um, especially in healthcare, just hearing the right words at the right time, I know can reduce suffering, and even potentially save lives. And so that's definitely one of my big whys too for creating this podcast and wanting to go on this journey with you. The next question talks about my sort of my maternity um, story and it says, what were the difficulty that I face while trying to juggle a job, you know, being a mom, especially to twins, twin babies at once. And I definitely will not be able to address all of that in this about me section, but I do want to touch on it because like I shared earlier, earlier, it, um, you know, it's, it's a big part of my identity now and, and will always be. And I definitely plan to share personal stories on, again, just ju- how, how I do manage and, and how I, I juggle my role and how I've creatively made space in my life for the things that matter to me and that my work is not the only thing that defines me. And I've been oh, someone that has always needed to create that balance because if I only, you know, had my job and that was all I focused on, I don't know that it will. It, I know for a fact it would not be sufficient in making me feel as wholesome as I can. And so having that creative outlet, making sure I grow myself spiritually and make time for that. And then, of course, prioritizing my family during those sacred times, like I said, that and, and really trying to set healthy boundaries. These are all things that I'm absolutely not perfect at and I'm still learning and I hope to continue to learn ways to improve upon them. But that, you know, just being open to reading a ton of books, listening to the wisdom that other mothers who have been before me uh, share. I'm a big fan of, you know, if you don't have to make the mistake someone else has made, don't make it by hearing their story and learning from them. There's nothing wrong with making your own mistakes. But I think if if someone can save you from the pain of of something, then uh, I think that that goes a long way. So, yeah, so hope that answered that sufficiently. So I, again, I will delve more into that on in future episodes with juggling that, but I do get a ton of questions, you know, about, you know, how do you do it? I could barely handle one child and a job and yet you have, 
you know, two babies and you, you have a very, you know, pretty stressful job. But like I said, there's a lot of tools and things that I have learned and I'm continually learning. I voraciously do research to see what's out there and um, whether some tips and tricks, things like staying organized, better with my time, prioritizing, knowing when to say no. These are all things that I definitely will share more about on this podcast and that I plan to also, you know, bring back to this growing community. All right. Uh, The next question is, what person has helped me the most during maternity and balancing family and job? That one's easy. Um, I have several people, but the most important person that, you know, would not, I don't think, be here today, (laughs) be able to do what I'm doing is, is my husband, David. Obviously, he has just been incredible and has been a true partner and you know we've grown so much and obviously having twins during a pandemic has stressed us in more ways than we could ever realize but without his support uh, and uh, us supporting each other we would not be here and then i think the next person would or people group of people would be um, the category of just family so our our parents and our friends. Uh, again, more more to come on that and the ways that they they do support and the ways that you you do have to create space for them to support, which was really challenging in a pandemic. Um, for any moms out there that had their children, um, you know, during this pandemic, you know, you know that it was it was hard to open up your life and your home because you know you're trying to protect, you know, your vulnerable. You know, child or children from this pandemic that we didn't know much about. So the instinct was to not get help and try to do it all yourself just to minimize that risk. But, you know, with two babies, we were very limited in, in how much restrictions we could. And we did have to open up our home to a grand, you know, grandparents and friends on occasion who would just come and just so that I could go to the bathroom and pee because I hadn't showered or you know, bring us food. And, and I can't tell you now how grateful we were, we were for that. And, and I look forward to sharing more about, you know, how juggling the pandemic and creating this, this, this new space for allowing people to help you. Again, not something I did perfectly, because this was all new to everyone. And so we all navigated the best we could. But I definitely looking back, um, have some pearls that I would love to share later. And then uh, the last question regarding maternity is how do I stay organized with you know, babies, grocery lists, um, you know, things that I need? Uh, and I can't wait to share more about this. So like I said, I have, you know, consumed a lot of, you know, content out there, whether it's books, but the main things that I use right now, like I said, is time blocking. And that's, you know, really defining and labeling what I use my time for so that, really doesn't matter how many things I juggle, I have a space for it. And and it's not, sometimes it's not big. Sometimes it's, I am going to do five minutes of working and learning about podcasting. And that's all I can, you know, assign for that day, but that I did something that mattered to me. Uh, and then, you know, then of course I have my, you know, dedicated work hours, but then I also have, you know, Playtime with the kids where 
you know, unless something's burning down, I'm not going to interrupt it, whether that's, you know, dinner time with my kids, um, with my husband. I definitely try to protect uh, and create zones of, of, of these time blocks in my life so that, you know, I think it's been a sort of cool tool to not feel like I'm missing out. But again, every day is different. It, it's never going to be perfect. But it's been a way that I've been able to allow myself to not feel like I'm missing out. Um, on on big big things that are important to me, and then organization has definitely been two things that I can be grateful for is discovering Mary Kondo, which I actually discovered way before I had children, and I think that really set me up for success with having two because I did not know I was going to have twins. I actually really had no idea, and so it was very very surprising. More to come on that, but. Having uh, you know learned about Mary Kondo and I had, I had been applying it consistently to my life. Her her philosophy about only keeping things that you know bring you joy had I'd been doing that for probably about one or two years before I had children. And so just having that system really really went a long way. And so I can't wait to share more about that. And then there's another cool philosophy that I've been reading up on, that's the Swedish death cleaning. And, you know, more to share on that, but it's this fascinating philosophy of, you know, we're all going to die at some point, not to sound gloomy, but that, you know, you, you, you can't take it all with you. And so when you're looking at your things to really only keep the things that, you know, truly have meaning, because knowing that you can't take everything with you, and you don't want to pass that burden because in Swedish culture, they really don't want to pass the burdens of having too much things to, you know, when for their, um, you know, their elder population, they, they really are very meaningful with sort of keeping things minimal so that they don't pass that burden of to their loved ones of having to have that monumental task of going through a ton of, of stuff, you know, which can be pretty compounding when you're trying to juggle the loss of someone. So it's, it's, it's new to me. It's something that I have been learning and paying attention to. And it speaks really well to also the Mary Kondo um, philosophy. And so, yeah, so that's, those are some two philosophies that I use in my life to try to stay organized. And then next is lists. I, I am a list person. I have lists everywhere. I have sticky notes everywhere. I, if I learned very quickly, if I keep things in my brain, it keeps it cluttered. I am juggling two babies, a job, and so I have lists. And lately, I've learned to make my lists electronic because the problem with post-it notes, which I still use and I, I would never probably stop using, but, you know, you lose them and they, you know, a toddler might take them and chew them, chew them up. And also sometimes I, I have the worst handwriting. And so going back and, you know, looking at the uh, my handwriting and trying to figure out what was I trying to say there, so I am transitioning and I'm really loving using Google Keep right now. So Google Keep is a note taking where I love that you can make lists and check boxes. So this is pretty much an entire episode talking about how I stay organized. So I will stop there because I would love for you to be sure to tune in to episode where I, I do delve into how I stay organized. And what I love about it is it evolves. It's, it's never the same. I read up on what's out there and I add to it. Um, again, I, I watch, you know, whether it's YouTube, Instagram posts, 
hearing stories from friends and I see how they, you know, stay organized. So these are all things that I just learn from pearls from that story people that stories that people share and and apply it to to my life to try to be successful in that category. All right, let's go on to the next uh, group of questions, and it's around relationships. The first question is uh, talks about actually the, I can just go ahead and read it out. It says, "Why did I decide to give love another chance after?" my first marriage. So obviously a very deep question that also I'm not going to be going too in, in depth about, but I, you know, it's a story that I could have, you know, sort of chose to not talk about right now, but um, this is a journey of some vulnerability for me in sharing. And, um, you know, I don't plan to overshare because I think there is something, uh, there's, there's healthy sharing, but this does talk because I do want to share some stories and definitely would love to have the honor to share the stories of others because I think relationships and and tying that to maternity or motherhood you know honestly they they talk to each other if we didn't have relationships that we got into we wouldn't be moms right and and so that sharing those stories and that history I think is incredibly important and so if you didn't already glean from that question I was divorced and that, you know, in itself was, you know, obviously a a challenge, something that I saw as a failure on my part at some point. But also when I look back, you know, it brought me to where I am without that experience. I would not have learned the things that I've learned now about what a healthy relationship means uh, and what it takes to actually have a successful relationship, right? And these are all things that I actually had no idea about and, you know, had to learn the hard way. And so to answer the question why I gave love another chance, simply, I love love. I I am a romantic at heart. And when my first marriage failed, I went on a journey of first self-growth and learning and discovery because I realized that one of the reasons it failed was I didn't know myself. I didn't know what a healthy relationship was. And also I definitely, I I know that I'm someone that struggles with making space for self-care in my life. And I knew I needed to learn those things. And it's, those are things I'm still learning. And there's probably going to be a lifelong journey for me. And so when I started it out on that journey of self-discovery by doing my own personal therapy, um, I did a lot of traveling. I learned a lot of things, and you will learn more about this in future episodes, is that it all led me to the point, which is that there was no reason not to give love another chance, right? And it was to be kind to myself that even though I may have had failures in my last relationships, that didn't mean I wasn't worthy of a healthy relationship that had love in it. And that didn't mean that, you know, that chapter was closed forever, right? And so I chose to give it another chance because I deserved that. And I was blessed enough to find another person. And also it allowed me to really experience and have another chance really at love and to give me that chance to also do something that I I knew I always wanted to be, which is to be a mother. 
So more to come on that, but that's my answer to that. And then the next question says, what do I think of long distance relationships? I think they are perfectly fine. <laughs> and so I have had long, dis- long distance relationships in my past. And yes, I think like any relationship, it has its complexities. Something I definitely can delve into in another episode as well. But I think highly of all relationships, you know, romantic, uh, friendship, you know, familial, they're just so important. You know, I don't think we were meant to go this world alone. And that if we weren't blessed with our perfect ideal families, then you have to create it in other relationships with friends, colleagues, your community, creative community. And so if you happen to be blessed with um, a relationship that happens to be long distance with a, a partner, then I think there's ways to navigate that. And yes, it has its stresses and its positives and negatives, but I don't think it's a reason not to go for it. I think you could really limit yourself from meeting a pretty cool person if you only decided to date, you know, like a five mile radius, (laughs) which uh, was something I thought you needed for a successful relationship. But luckily, I I realized that you really don't. Um, And we'll talk more about, again, just those qualities, those values and things that I learned. But, But yeah, so in a nutshell, that's where I think I would sort of wrap that question up. Uh, All right. And then um, let's see. The next few uh, group of questions talk about how I incorporate self-care into into my life. Self-care is a big buzzword that happens and and, and that you hear now everywhere, self-care. And also something that I'm learning to do, I struggle with incorporating self-care. Like I said, that there's, I've done a lot of research and I found some creative ways, but I'm still learning. You know, I'm not someone that takes the time out to go get my hair done and my nails. And I'd rather, you know, use that time to find my creative outlet, like like record this episode. And to me, that's, that's self-care. And so self-care means a lot of different things to people. But I think the biggest thing for me is when, uh, and I, I, I read this somewhere, where the and I or I heard this uh, on a podcast and and it's that you know if you're seeing that you're lacking in a ton of in self self care or that you're struggling with it or you find that you're needing a ton of it, it's really important to identify and put a label on exactly what it is you're needing to self care from. So, you know, is it stra- are you stressed at work? Um, do you procrastinate maybe too much? And so that's all causing you behind to get to start to have those feelings of burnout that then require you to sort of go down this rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, I need to self-care. So before I get to the part where I feel this need to do a ton of self-care, I always want to make sure I'm focusing on what it is that I'm self-caring for and so that I can work on creating better systems around it. Is do I need help with meal preps? That's something that I'm always looking for. Is how can I, you know, replace my time, and and that way I can allocate that time to more meaningful things. Do I need to stay more organized? Right? Do I need to create a better system of maybe keeping up with emails and tasks so that I'm not feeling burnt out and feeling like I need 
you know, uh, two days away from my family to go and you know, do self-care. So, so for me, self-care is something that is, should be organic part of the day, right? It needs to have its sort of chronic position in your life, right? Where, and then if I feel like I'm requiring more and more of it, then I want to look at my life and create those systems to say, okay, what, what is it that I kind of need to look at to make more efficient or improve upon? Um, do I need to hire a babysitter or do I need to ask a friend to come over, right? That is self-care for me. It's just asking for help and, and creating those systems like I shared. So I really, really appreciate these questions. I think they, they forced me to talk about things that maybe I wouldn't have talked about in this about me section. And then the next question says, you know, you know, who are you in terms of what is your public self and what is your real self? Um, and this one made me think quite a bit. And, you know, and I guess, yes, you know, we all sort of have a self that we present right to the world. And then, you know, there's who we are when we're at home. And, you know, I, I just woke up, I haven't showered yet. And I'm relaxing with my family. There's, there's that Ivy. But I will say that as I've matured, and as I've grown, I don't want there to be that extreme difference between those two people. I, I, I want to be one person. And yes, obviously, I'm not going to go to work without my hair brushed or, or my teeth brushed. But but I also want to set boundaries and be realistic and, you know, remind people that, hey, you know, I, I do have two children. So, you know, if, if I have a week where I'm having to stay late, then I need to look at something to do. do I need to discuss um, you know, with my leadership, is there projects maybe that I can delay? Um, and I'm very fortunate. I have a lot of flexibility with my role. And so, you know, those are all things that sometimes I have to answer for myself, right? But, you know, I, I think myself right now is what I want, you know, to show to the world and, and the real me is, you know, that, yes, I wear a lot of hats, like I've shared with you. But that, um, you know, at the end of the day, I am someone who wants to continue to learn and grow to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday, as all these hats, in all these hats that I, that I wear. So I think the last question just talks about, oh, how we can connect. How can we connect with you on social media? So I do have a website. I have a sweetsorella.com website that is currently in an evolution because like I said, it's a one that I'm rebranding and re redesigning from what it was, which was a dessert, sweets, crafts, designs, website, all things I still love, but I definitely don't have as much time to create. And I'm, I'm going on this journey of more storytelling, uh, sharing. And so you'll see the website sort of reflect that. And it's not perfect. I'm, I got help as well with it. So I'm so grateful for the, you know, freelancers that have been helping me with, with designing it. And so that's, I think, one of the best places to connect with me. There is a Switzerland Instagram account, but again, my focus with this was to learn this craft of storytelling, creating a podcast. And 
you know, for, for the next few months, that's really where my focus will be. So you won't be seeing, you know, a ton of posts or an Instagram or things like that. So bear, bear with me, but I would love for you to reach out on the website. If you have a story that inspired you that you heard, or you would like to share your story that know that, you know, I will be reviewing that information and that you might be selected to be a future guest on the show based on um, the stories that I hear. And so, yeah, I think those are those are going to be the best ways to connect. And I hope to grow that with time. Well, if you stay through the end of this episode, I am so, so grateful. Uh, I know that it was a long one, but I hope that it gave you some little you know, pearls, not everything, um, you know, just like anyone else, we, we're all complex and have different facets to us. But I, I hope it gave you at least enough of a glimpse into where I hope to take the podcast, some of the topics that you'll be hearing on. I'll be doing a few solo episodes, probably more solo to begin with. And then I plan to do a mix of interviews as well. So you'll hear me and my husband speak on topics. Um, and in fact, the next episode that you'll be hearing will be just the story of bringing our twins into the world and the pandemic. And uh, so I'm excited to do that. And then I'll switch gears and, and sort of maybe focus on some of the topics that we couldn't really delve into deeply in the uh, About Me and and then I can't wait to share more found stories with a uh, friend's family with you. And, um, you know, I know that these past few years have been just, you know, incredible. So I want you to reach your hand behind your back. I want you to give yourself a big pat on the back just for, for making it here to, to where you are. I, I, I just hope that you give yourself grace and just know that we've all had to go through some very unprecedented times. And so if in addition to just surviving these times, you became a mom or were a mom through that of kids of any age, you know, you had to take care of loved ones that maybe were ill during this time, possibly due to the pandemic or anything else. You were a student and you had to juggle that plus this you know, or you went through a tough time with your relationship, maybe you had a, a loss um, or a breakup, I want you to give yourself a big hug, pat yourself on the back, and just be so proud of yourself that you made it here. I cannot wait to grow with you on this journey. Thank you again for joining me in this About Me, and look out for just so much more fun stories highlighting important topics that I think matter. And I can't wait to also hear from you. If you think there's a topic that you think I, I should, you know, talk about or tackle, definitely leave that on the website. And until next time, I can't wait to hear a story with you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this Fitzgerald Stories podcast. I truly enjoyed sharing this episode with you. And I'm honored that you chose to spend your time with me. I hope you felt inspired. And if you know someone that needed to hear this story, be sure to share it with them. Look out for new and exciting storytelling episodes every two weeks. If you would like to connect with us, visit the website at sweetsorella.com. We also have an Instagram at sweetsorella. Remember, 
No matter your story of where you've been or where you are now, know that you are loved, heard, and seen. Until next time, take care. Content on the Sweet Sorella Stories podcast express viewpoints that are my own and those of my guests and not of mine or their employers. In addition, this content is to be used for entertainment and should never be substituted for advice or care from a designated licensed or professional clinician or mental health expert.